for those that weren't here last week, um, I continued my theme from Jesus in the book of Acts and uh, we moved into Acts chapter uh, 3 and the verse that I looked at or, or was going to begin to look at was found there in verse 6 but Peter said, I have no silver and gold but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But to tie in with that, last week I actually shared from Philippians chapter 2 and the verses that have been read. And in particular, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And because I'd originally began to prepare these, not realising at the time we are going to be combining the prayer and Bible study one evening, I've had to try to split it up over more than what it was going to be. So it's been difficult to know where to start and finish. So for those that didn't hear anything from last week, I'm actually voice recording these such three studies or four studies or whatever it'll be, so you can listen to it as an MP3. Um, but we're going to come back to Philippians 2 again this evening, and uh, especially again that part from verse 9 that says, and bestowed upon him, that is upon Jesus, the name that is above every name and I've written down and I quoted some last week I'm going to quote some more again this evening some of the hymns and songs that we love to sing about the name of Jesus and here I've written down name of Jesus highest name name that earth and heaven adore from the heart of God it came leads me lead me to God's heart once more so name of Jesus highest name and the songwriter says that it's from the heart of God that that name Jesus came and so I want to consider that the name which is above every name which is the earthly name Jesus but of the importance that when we talk about the name of Jesus being above every name I think that we should also attach to it both Christ and Lord as well. Because verse 11 says, Jesus Christ is Lord. And so, therefore, we can rightly call him Jesus, Christ, or Lord. And so the name Jesus, first of all, tells us what he has done as Saviour. He and only he has provided salvation. And a verse that I mentioned last week, I'll mention again now, from 1 Timothy 2, verses 5 to 6, says this, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. And Acts chapter 4 verse 12 that we know so very well. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name 
under heaven, given among men, by which we must be saved. And there are a few things I want us to note as I mention some scriptures. Here, note no other name. No other name. And then when we get to Acts chapter 10 and verses 38 to 43, it says how Peter is talking here and it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So note there, it is through his name. And then Luke 24, 45 to 47 then he, that is Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name in all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. So there it is in his name. And John 20, 30 to 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So there we note life in his name. And I've added the words of a song here. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of the Lord. No other name but the name of Jesus is worthy of glory, is worthy of honour, is worthy of power and all praise. So in those scriptures we notice there's no other name. It's through his name. It's in his name. And we receive life in his name. And what name? In the name of Jesus. And then the name Christ tells us that he was sent from God. And I mentioned this recently in the devotions that time and time again, especially we see it in the Gospel of John, that Jesus tells us that he had been sent from God. And just for example, John 5:24, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And it's right at the commencement of his ministry. We read in the Gospel of John, when Andrew met Jesus, 
he immediately went to look for his brother Peter. And when he found Peter, he said to him, we have found the Messiah. And then the English Standard Version has it in brackets, which means Christ. So in other words, he was saying, we have found the Christ. And later, but it's recorded in Matthew's Gospel, you remember the time when Jesus had the disciples gathered around him and, and he said to them, who do men think that I am? Or who do men say that I am? And they began to say, well, some think you're Jeremiah, some think you're Elijah, you're this one, that one. And then Jesus said, but that's what they think about me. But then to those that were close to him, who do you say that I am? And Peter was the one who responded and said, you are the Christ. In other words, he was saying, you are the sent one. You are the son of the living God. And then the name Lord. This tells us what he has become because of his obedience in firstly coming when sent and secondly in dying at Calvary. For that is what the ascension and the exaltation was all about. It was crowning the conquering saviour as Lord. Crowning the returning sent one as Lord. And so we cannot but read from Psalm 24 and verses 7 to 10, which I believe is a prophetic statement about the returning of the Lord Jesus Christ when it says, Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And that psalm tells us that he has triumphed. Jesus, the Christ, is now the Lord because he has triumphed. And 1 Corinthians 15 says, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the Lord. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice they're all there, the three. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we go to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5, this is what we read. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. So what we read there in Revelation 5 is this, that the lamb became the conquering lion. And as a result, he is the Lord. That Acts, 20, Acts 2 and verses 33 and 36 put together read like this. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. So notice again there, Lord, Christ and Jesus. 
And then in Romans 10 verse 12 and in Romans 14 verse 9 we read that he is Lord of all whether men and women want to accept it or not. So there are those that deny Jesus, they deny all about Jesus, but the fact they deny him doesn't diminish the fact that he is Lord. It doesn't change the fact that he is Lord. And it says in those two verses there, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. And the other verse says this, for to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. He is Lord of both Jew and Gentile, that is, he is Lord of the world, and he is Lord of the dead and the living. Now, that tells us something. Why be Lord of the dead if there's nothing else? Why be Lord if that is the end? You're only going to be Lord over something if it means it's not the end. There must be something afterwards. And sadly, many are going to have to stand before him. As it says in Romans 14, 11, it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And so the dead will have to stand before him. And if they denied him as Lord while living, when it comes to the resurrection, either to life or to the second death, each will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Now, in these verses that Paul has written from Romans 14, and the reference that we have from Philippians 2 that we've read already this evening, Paul, in writing those verses, was actually writing something that he had gained from the Old Testament. And it's Isaiah 45, verses 22 to 23, which is another prophetic statement concerning Jesus. And this is what it says there. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness, a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear allegiance. So I quote again, no other name but the name of Jesus, no other name but the name of the Lord, no other name but the name of Jesus is worthy of glory, is worthy of honour, is worthy of power and all praise. His name is exalted far above the earth. His name is high above the heavens. His name is exalted far above the earth. Give glory and honour and praise to his name. So therefore we can say, Jesus, Christ, Lord. Or we can say, Jesus, the Christ and the Lord. Or we can say, Jesus, Christ, the Lord. Or we can say, Jesus Christ, Lord, because he's all three. Jesus, the Saviour, Christ, the Sent One, and the One who is Lord over all. 
And I began to think about it all, and I gave something very similar last week, going back to consider what it must have really felt like for Jesus as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, realising what lay ahead of him. And as I thought about the name Jesus, I thought of it this way. In a little town called Nazareth, a young woman is pregnant. And yet this woman has never been with a man. How can it be? Scripture tells us exactly how it shall be as the angel Gabriel comes to Joseph. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. We need to understand that they weren't married, they were betrothed, but divorce was something different in those days. Once you were engaged, it was a commitment that was final. So to divorce meant to break the engagement. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And then he tells him why. This is why you are to call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And likewise to Mary, the angel said to her, Luke 1, 30 to 31, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. We then see the arrival of this eternal Son of God into the world. And God had already declared that his name was to be Jesus while he was in the womb. And once the baby was born and laid in the manger, as a helpless babe, he was already Jesus. Even though it was just eight days later when Mary and Joseph officially named him according to the custom and law of the day. And the wonder of this helpless babe lying in the manger, given an earthly name, was at the same time the eternal Son of God. It's incredible. It's amazing. But this is God's wonderful plan of redemption. And it was the man called Jesus, who walked the dusty roads and visited the villages, the towns and the cities, healing and preaching. Luke 18, 37 says, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. It was the man, Jesus, who was arrested and taken and crucified. It was the man, Jesus, who they saw hanging and dying on the cross. It was the body of Jesus that was formed in the womb 33 years earlier that was laid dead in the tomb. 
It was the body of Jesus that was miraculously raised to life again three days later. It was the resurrected Jesus that appeared to the disciples in bodily form. And remember the second occasion he visited them, he invited Thomas to touch him, to see the nail prints in his hands and where the spear had been in his side. And it was this same Jesus who was taken up with the same body into heaven. And the good news is, he is one day going to return in that same body to this earth. But in the meantime, between his going up and his coming back again, a coronation has taken place. And he, this Jesus, has been given a name that is above every other name. And we declare without any fear of anything this evening that he is Lord. We sound it out loud and clear. He is Lord and he will return as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he will reign forever. And we've seen this list of requests on here tonight to pray for the government, to pray for the MPs, to pray for Parliament and all the woke laws that they're seeking to pass about and all these woke laws in a sense, even though they don't realise it themselves, are to try to undo the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. To do away with his word and the truth of his word. And the sad thing is that each one of those that are trying to undermine that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day they're going to have to bow before him. And they're not going to have to explain why it was that they failed to acknowledge him while they were here on this earth. He is king. He is Lord. And the hymn that I want to close with this evening is See the Conqueror Mounts in Triumph, See the King in Royal State, Riding on the clouds his chariot, In his heavenly palace gate. Hear the choir of angel voices, Joyful hallelujah sing, And the gates on high are opened To receive their heavenly King. Who is this? That comes in glory. Trumpet sound with jubilee. Lord of battles. God of armies. He has gained the victory. He who on the cross did suffer. He who from the grave arose. He has conquered sin and Satan. He by death has beat his foes. You have raised our human nature. On the clouds to God's right hand. There we'll sit in heavenly places. There with you in glory stand. Jesus reigns. Amen. Jesus reigns. Adored by angels. Man with God is on the throne. Mighty Lord. In your ascension. We by faith. Behold our own. As I said, I've mentioned a number of songs and I'll mention some more. But there's a little song that I remember, a little chorus when I was a young child, even before I was 10 or 11, we used to sing it and they used to sing it so often in the local church because if ever a choice was given, I would blurt this one out straight away. And this is the words of the song. His name is the best name, is the best name of them all. Jesus, precious Saviour, 
at his pierced feet we fall. Healer, sanctifier, on the living Christ I gladly call, for his name is the best name, is the best name of them all. Oh, how we love the Saviour's name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Yes, he was called Jesus, his earthly name. He was the Christ because he was the sent one. And he is the Lord because he has conquered. Therefore, this evening we declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And each one of us can say, he's my saviour. He's my saviour.